Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and once again, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. How are you doing today, and what are we talking about? Well, Grant, I'm doing very well. Once again, it's a sunny day, so good to have a little (laughs) less rain at the moment. And today we are talking once again about paper-based packaging. And there's good reason for that because we are seeing tremendous growth, not only in demand, but also in interest in paper-based packaging as brand owners are seeking alternatives to single-use plastic materials. And where paper-based packaging is fit for purpose, there is uh, certainly a lot of interest in it. So we thought today we'd take a look at the region's only carton board mill. And we have with us today Brett Keane, who's the sales manager from Fokatani Mill in New Zealand. We've also got the mill's distributor company, that's Ball and Doggett, represented here today by the packaging general manager, Brad Partington. Welcome, Brett and Brad. Thanks, Lindy. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us, Lindy. So I'm going to start off with um, the history of the mill because it has got a very interesting, especially in recent years, history. And Brett, can you tell us a little bit about that and about the environment that surrounds it? Sure. So the mill was founded in 1939 and is located on the east coast of the North Island of New Zealand. It has had a very diverse ownership history um, with the initial owners being New Zealand forest products. And since then, there's been several ownership changes, including Carter Holt Harvey, International Paper, Rank Group, SIG, and the recent sale to the Smurfit Consortium, which took place uh, last June in 2021. What about its operational and logistical capabilities at the mill? The Fakatani Mill is the uh, the only folding box board producer here in um, in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, we produce 150,000 tonnes of folding box board annually. Uh, we currently employ 170 staff and are operating here in Fakatani 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, thank you for taking time out from your 24-hour day <laughs> to join us. Um, so, Brad, I need to talk to you now because Ball & Doggett has a distributor relationship with the mill, and but, but Ball & Doggett itself, as a packaging and paper supplier, has an interesting history too. Can you give us some background and then tell me about the partnership? Sure thing, Lindy. So, Ball & Doggett is a a cooperation of many different paper merchant and distribution companies um, that have formed over many years, um, been operating in the Australian uh, market for over 100 years. Uh, we also have a sister company representing the business in New Zealand uh, called BJ Ball Group. Um, so our role is basically to represent international mills um, and other groups as a local distribution agent um, and merchant partner um, to give them representation in different markets. Uh, the business is actually owned by the Oval Group or Japan Pulp and Paper, um, who purchased 100% ownership of our company three years ago and have been operating in the market over, over that period of time. Obviously, challenging conditions coming in uh, through the COVID period, but it has been really successful for our business because we've seen substantial growth, not just in the Australian and New Zealand market, but for all the businesses around the world. So it, it's it's been a really successful acquisition in the Australian and New Zealand market but the company's been performing really well um, globally over that period of time. 
Okay, well, now we've set the context and we know who we're talking to. Let's talk specifically about the cotton board product that you make, Brett. Can you tell us about the product category? The category is referred to as folding box board. Uh, we have four different products that uh, that we produce, all servicing, um, well, different categories. So food service is a, is a big one for the Whakatane Mill. Uh, FMCG is another. And we have a line of products which services beverage carrier boards. So if you think um, walking down a supermarket aisle, uh, looking at all the, the various fibre-based packaging products, uh, this is typically the category that we, we cover extensively. So as I understand it, the, there is a branded range and that's called Formacoat. Is that correct? That's correct. So that's our overarching brand of all our products. So we have Formacoat Natura, we have Formacoat White, Formacoat Spectra and Formacoat Sherpa. And each of those product lines serve a, a different purpose in the, the category that they, that they service. So, Brett, can you tell us how Formacoat boards are made? Sure. So, our Formacoat boards are made with a three-layer structure combining locally made virgin craft pulps and mechanical fibres, which are produced locally here at the mill. They are clay-coated to meet the requirements of the end users, and they comply with a very stringent food contact requirement. So, Brad, you and your team are out there in the market. You're looking at demand for the former coat range, but can you tell me a bit about the current cardboard packaging market conditions? Yeah, it's a good question, Lindy. The, the current conditions in the market or the conditions over the past two years have been quite incredible, something we haven't seen before and something we never thought we'd experience anytime soon. Um, demand for cardboard packaging has been really strong. Um, so strong, um, not just in the Australian and New Zealand market, but globally, that a lot of the mills producing carton boards can't keep up with that demand. So there's been a real shift um, in the dynamics of supply, uh, where we'd see traditional carton board products supplied into our market. A lot of our customers uh, being converters or end users are, are using products they've never used in the past or they would never have con- uh, never have um, thought of using in the past just because they just need to get their hands on something. So it is a really strange time. It's a really good time, um, not just for us, but for everyone. Um, and it just shows how strong the consumer demand is at the end of the day, which basically drives um, what we're doing. Um, Brett mentioned before about the Fakatani Mill uh, product category, um, and it is a quite a comprehensive range of uh, the mill makes a different style of board for many different styles of packaging. So the four grades that are produced in New Zealand, uh, there's quite a quite an extensive way they can be used in the market. And as Brett mentioned, if you actually saw the product um, in a, a swatch or a sample of the product and then went for a stroll through your local supermarket or grocery store, you would notice that majority of the, the boxes or cartons on the shelf um, in the supermarket, bottle shops, pharmacies, um, are or can be produced from one of the former coat range. So it's really interesting to get that connection uh, between the board being produced at the mill and uh, where it ends up uh, because a lot of us handle boxes day to day in our, in our grocery store or when we bring them home and put them in the recycling bin um, and it just shows that there is a real flow between um, the mill and the consumer. Um, as far as the market conditions at the moment, um, being a global company, we obviously have a, a foresight on what's happening around the world and we're not seeing the demand slow down anytime soon. Uh, a lot of the mills we're dealing with are over capacity. Uh, they're struggling to keep up with demand. Throw into that some of the other issues we're dealing with. And um, it, it's just a really great time for, for carton board producers, uh, particularly Fakatani Mill coming back in at the right time um, to be playing in the market. Well, it's really good to have local supply, local sources, especially given the supply chain challenges that we are having. 
But there are challenges that the mills are facing. Brett, can you comment on um, some of the challenges that you're facing at Fakatani Mill? Yeah, sure. Look, uh, we're not exempt from the um, the global supply chain challenges that uh, most businesses are facing. So whether this be sourcing raw materials from offshore locations uh, or even shipping to our customers, whether it be in Australia or abroad. So that certainly is uh, an ongoing challenge um, for us, um, which isn't uh, different to, to most businesses. We are seeing a, a, a very high increase in demand uh, for our products and a lot of that is on the back of like Brad mentioned the um, a lot of brand owners looking at substitution from plastic to fiber-based materials Um, so that is something that we've seen from the outset when the mill has changed from producing liquid packaging board moving into moving uh, to producing folding box board we've seen an immediate increase in demand um, for these products with which people are actually looking for substitution solutions. Um, also, buying local is um, is also increasing demand. People are trying to de-risk their business from supply chain disruption. So we are seeing a, a very high increase in demand from New Zealand and Australia, and that going forward is going to be our priority in terms of the market that we want to service. So you talked there, Brett, about really wanting to meet Australia and New Zealand's demand for your materials. But are you also having high demand from export markets and what are the challenges with meeting those? So the, the, the challenge for us, Lindy, is, is really uh, getting to these locations. So shipping um, locally here in New Zealand and across to Australia, while it isn't um, without its challenges, it's not as challenging as supplying into to other regions. So that, that is a, a big challenge for us in terms of servicing export markets. And Brad, what is your, how's your business experiencing the export fluctuations? It's been interesting for us as well too, Lindy. We, uh, we obviously hold a lot of material in the Australian and New Zealand uh, markets. Um, our business is built on having big warehouses or big sheds and filling it up with product uh, and then servicing the local market. So having that, um, that focus and having that amount of product on site, it's incredible that we're having some of our other business partners and agents from other regions such as Europe, uh, throughout Asia, even into North America, coming to us uh, in Australia New Zealand and asking if they can actually buy a product that we've imported from another region. So not that we're producing and exporting, but it, it's just amazing that there's that much demand and that lack of product being made, um, but also with the supply chain challenges that we're getting people from all over the world coming to us looking to, to ship product out of Australia and New Zealand just to service their markets. So it's probably something that we've never really focused on in the past. A lot of the time we would act as an agent to export Australian or New Zealand product, but the fact that we're actually buying product from, say, a European supplier and then shipping it back to Europe, it's just incredible that people are going down that path and it just shows the desperation around the world at the moment. Good grief, yes. So um, now in a very important part of fibre-based packaging – is its sustainability story, not only its recyclability um, at the at its end of life, but also the sustainability and the environmental initiatives that around that surround its manufacturing, its its production. So, Brett, I would love to talk to you about what sustainability initiatives are in place for the mill, and also a little bit about the expansion project that was announced just recently. So we we have announced um, last week our expansion project, which uh, will be taking place in July 2023. 
Um, prior to that, we, we do have uh, another project, which is our disk filter project, which is going to be happening at the end of 2022. So what this is going to achieve for the mill is through uh, heat retention, we're going to be able to decrease our water consumption by 75%. We'll be significantly reducing our energy use within the mill, and this is going to increase our capacity by 10,000 metric tonnes. So this will be taking place in November 2022. The recent announcement, which is the paper machine upgrade, which is July 2023, is going to give the mill the ability to increase our capacity by a further 50,000 tonnes. Um, it will also offer significant quality improvements to the product. It's going to provide improved bulk levels in, across all the grades. Um, but uh, also, and perhaps most importantly, um, it is going to give us uh, significant improvements um, to our sustainability program. So uh, to explain that a little bit more, we are going to be removing all of our plastic wrapping from the outside of our rolls, and this is going to reduce plastic use by 160 tonnes per annum. Um, we're going to be looking to eliminate the use of gas in our infrared dryers, um, and we'll eventually be looking to uh, generate steam from alternative sources rather than gas, which is going to assist with our carbon reduction program. Well, those all sound like really positive moves. Brad, when you're out there in the market, you and your team, how important is the conversation that you have to have about the, the provenance of the product that you're selling when it comes to selling former code? Uh, it's incredibly um, important, Lindy, at the moment. Um, many of our, our customers and end users uh, are following the targets set by um, APCO and also the, the Australian government um, to meet sustainability criteria. Um, by set date. So it is a real focus for um, not just our customers or the end users, but I feel like the consumers are, are really buying into some of the targets and, and changing their behaviours. So we really need to act and, and work in line with what the, the consumers are, are doing and the behaviours that are changing. Um, so yes, to answer your question, Lindy, it is extremely important to us and hence the reason why we are working so closely with, with Fakatani Mill and Brett and his team, uh, to make sure that we're providing feedback to them on what the consumers and the market need uh, and working with them to make sure that the message is getting out there in the market. So they are obviously, are you, are you selling the story of the FSC certification, the food safety management system, the ISO qualifications? Is that something that gets asked about? Yeah, they're extremely important uh, day to day. Uh, everyone seems to be going down a sustainability path. It may not be asking for an FSC certification. It may be looking for some sort of certification um, just to show that the product is not just sustainable but produced by an ethical manufacturer as well. Um, so everything that the Fakatani Mill are doing, um, they're working in line with our guidelines um, that we require from a, a certified or ethical supplier. So if we look ahead now, right now we're sitting, you're kind of sitting pretty. You've got massive demand. Um, the mill can afford to invest in expansion. But what about the forecast for demand um, versus supply? Would you like to kick off with that, Brett? We expect demand to continue uh, to increase um, in the way that it is for the next sort of two to three years. Um, with plastic substitution, we don't feel that that is going to slow down. So it's really important for us and our expansion project to deliver this additional volume that we can offer up to the local market here in New Zealand and Australia. And from your side, Brad? Yeah, I guess firstly, the, the challenges we're facing at the moment, we don't expect them to disappear anytime soon. Um, 
know, there's so many different challenges we've had to contend with even in the first three months of this year, um, given the, the weather challenges, the floods that we've experienced throughout the northern um, parts of New South Wales and Queensland, the extreme weather conditions, obviously, when there is that much rain, um, water is the natural enemy of a paper-based product or a carton board product. Um, and it also disrupts um, the supply chain as well, um, as far as logistically getting trucks around uh, on the road uh, and getting product from A to B. Um, but also COVID has had a massive impact um, for everyone in the last couple of years. Um, uh, you know, a lot of our customers still aren't running at full capacity. Um, there's some of our converters and end users who are still running at very, very slow paces or, or well below what they can produce. So there is a bit of a lag in actually getting finished product out into the market. And also there seems to be less and less finished product in store. So there needs to be a little bit of a catch up there. But as far as those issues, um, we just can't see anything changing between now and then with those challenges. So we just need to contend with them and find the best way to, to manage them. And I think that comes back into um, the, the, what I mentioned earlier about Fakatani coming back into the market. The timing was just perfect because there was just so much happening and so much going against us. And to be able to get a local um, supplier to come back in and, and help support the market has been critical for us. Um, the, the, the supply chain challenges out of uh, Europe, Asia and North America, um, we hope that they uh, start to return to normal sometime soon but if they continue on the path they're on at the moment then more and more demand will go towards Fakatani Mill um, just because there is that local option um, and as far as the consumers are, con are concerned um, behaviours and buying patterns aren't changing people are still going to the supermarkets and buying shelf ready product they're still going to the the liquor store and buying their, their liquor boxes um, and people are still ordering online. So there's a lot of product being purchased online that's being packaged in a box or a carton. So um, as far as demand's concerned, um, we just expect it to continue on this strong point for as long as it does. We just don't have a, a real idea at the moment when it may slow down. Yeah, I doubt somehow that the, that the trend will drop off at all because um, it's in every trend forecast that we read in packaging Fiber-based, paper-based materials are coming to the fore. There's new material being developed all the time that's um, creating better wet strength properties, that's creating better barrier properties, and all fully paper-based. So really interesting. We've even seen the emergence of paper bottles. So that is um, something to track, and I'm sure this will not be the last time that I speak to the two of you about this. So thank you very much for joining us today. It's a great story. Thanks, Lindy. Thank you, Lindy. Well, thank you, Brett and Brad. Thanks, Lindy. And of course, thanks to our audience for joining us today. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard, you can like us on iTunes as this helps others discover our show. We'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative discussion. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.